0: Listening to Stalking Spurs, the football podcast that is forty-ish minutes of football adjacent frivolity. It's hosted by me, Acid, and Patty. Hey, Patty, what's up? Hi, Acid. How are you? Welcome to the uh,
1: final episode of the season.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, it is the final episode of the season. I think I'm feeling a lot of like last day of school <laughs> kind
1: of emotions. I don't know. Yeah. It's bittersweet. We're breaking for the summer. We've just finished the uh, 2021 COVID season of uh, we're here. We're still here, guys. We're here. We're still standing somehow.
0: So this is going to be a tribute to everything that's happened, the highlights and lowlights and maybe lowlights that are also coming (laughs) up ahead, not just in the past. So anyway, despite that emotional, super emotional episode up ahead, we're going to start out with the goodbyes. We're going to talk about some of the goodbyes, the rumored, the confirmed, the maybe inevitable and the definitely dreaded goodbyes of like players who are leaving the team, but that's yeah, it's not gonna be all be sad. We're also gonna to look to the future. we're gonna appraise our new kit for the new season. What do we think about the new shirt, and what do we think more importantly, what do we think about all the content produced to promote it? Um, We're going to have a breakdown of a key video related to that campaign. And at halftime, Toby is joining us, our football correspondent. We're going to take a quick look back at the season and a look forward and maybe kind of judge all of these manager rumors.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. And there goes the whistle. We start the first half, like Asad mentioned, we are going to, unfortunately, with the end of every season, and I feel like more so this season, we say a lot of goodbyes. Obviously, people's contracts run out, people leave, or people are asked to leave. And it's always a bit painful, so we're we're featuring some of those tributes, quote-unquote. And we start off with Paolo Gazaniga, the most handsome man there ever was, as confirmed by the entire team. yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> pa- uh, paolo of course tweeted on his own twitter he says thank you obviously so he does it in spanish he does it in english and, and everyone is just like obviously retweeting it with with their own thing so like jan mentioned and we will never forget this lovely tribute by jan Vertonghen. big guy good eyes what more can we say
0: <laughs> yeah I, I love that oh my god it's the best like summary of what makes Paulo gazanigan attractive human being.
1: He really the is. Guy good Beal, eyes. Yeah. We, we also get another tweet from uh, Jonathan Veal, a3, who says, <sighs> "Yeah, oh say my goodbye god, goodbye to this guy. Who can I readily admit is a beautiful guy? So yeah, we agree. We agree. Jonathan Veal really is a truth universally acknowledged. He, my God, he's a fucking soap opera like Latin American star of like a telenovela who could sweep yeah. you off your feet, and I'm gonna miss him saving." Saving goals and also saving me from falling too hard for him because his man is so handsome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> goodbye Bye. and Bye, we Paolo. wish you well. Adios. Yeah, adios, Paulo. Te amo. Anyway. <laughs> Go share your beauty with the world. <laughs> um, another player saying goodbye. Uh, unfortunately, he's not on social media, so he can't give us an official statement. But yeah, the, the club has confirmed Danny Rose is leaving. His contract has ended, and this, unfortunately, is goodbye. So no statement from Danny, but loads and loads and loads of tributes on Twitter from fans. It's honestly super, super moving if you see some of these. There's one thread, tribute thread, you want to talk about from a Twitter user named James Harris who says, If Danny Rose wasn't one of your favorite players once upon a time, you're in the wrong sport. Since Spurs are trying to their best to shuffle him out the door quietly, I'm going to do a thread to celebrate some of the brilliant little things that made him the absolute best. And we could spend an entire episode talking about these tweets because they're all wonderful, but check it out in your own time. And I think we just want to call out some of the highlights here. Uh, One of them is a video from, okay, so Ryan Mason, before he was a manager, was a player. For Spurs. He eventually went to Hull City where he suffered like a a life-changing and career-ending head injury. And when Spurs played a game at around that time and scored, Danny Rose during the celebration runs up to a camera, kisses like grabs the camera, kisses the camera and shouts Ryan Mason which is just really, really sweet. I think this tweet comes with like the commentary of he always seems to know what the fans are feeling and like expresses
1: it really, really well. Asa, doesn't he, like, the kit you first wore or you first had?
0: Yes! So my first kit uh, was a rose kit. And just because of the awesomeness he generally brings to the team, I also felt like he was a bit underappreciated because even at his best, in his best, best seasons, where he was, like, one of our best players, I feel like he still didn't really get enough fan love. And I remember feeling like, you know what? This is my guy. I'm gonna get his kit. And he also, I think one thing that immediately should lift you up to legend status is on his debut he played in the north london derby and he scored like an insane
1: goal against arsenal and we love that kind of thing around here we can never forget that so much so much more that danny has contributed and just seeing how he's kind of been shunned and not given the i guess attention and even the goodbye that they deserve for their years of service both danny and paulo Kinda sad, kinda sad the way yeah, this oh man, of the first official did their announcement with just like a tweet. Sad.
0: Yeah. Which is especially sad because it was just last season that we had the really nice outdoor picnic for Jan and Vorm, where they were presented with watches and speeches. I'm I'm a bit sad that we didn't do the same thing for Rose and Gazanigs
1: Regardless of whether it's a logistics thing, just a bit sad. So we wish you well, Paulo and Danny, and and hope you guys thrive soon. Moving on to maybe goodbyes, unconfirmed, uh, but we've seen some tweets from Spurs Express and Alistair Gold that are seeming to report that Moussa Sissoko and Serge Aurier seem to be exiting as well. According to Mr. Gold, Aurier gave a quote to Le Quip during an interview that said his cycle with Spurs seems to be over and regardless of any contract offered to him, he will not be accepting Honestly, a bit sad about this because obviously these are talented players. Yes, they're not perfect. Yes, they've made mistakes. Yes, it may have taken time for them to settle in. Maybe they were expensive, but they kind of grew on me and, and were really part of the team. But more importantly, their babies are clear baby of the week material. So yeah. <laughs> we will have to keep an eye on them regardless of whether they stay or go because these babies are forever Spurs babies.
0: They're going to join the Spurs Babies Hall of Fame All-Stars. Cool, so that covers the confirmed goodbyes, the goodbyes that could be happening, the rumored goodbyes. Now we want to move on to the dreaded goodbyes. I'm saying this in plural, but there really is only one. So every Spurs fan by now has spent at least three hours crying their eyes out at the news of (laughs) Harry potentially leaving. So this past week an interview with Gary Neville dropped on the YouTube channel The Overlap where he kind of talks about how he's at a crossroads in his career and this is this is probably like one of the most frightening things to hear as a Spurs fan. With this news, I'm sad but I
1: feel like it's inevitable. You know, I don't know. How are you feeling about this, Patty? No. Obviously, we've we've heard a lot of rumors, and this is something that like like okay. To to be honest, I have a photo on like any dating profile I have of me at the stadium, and every time I get like a message from some rando, it's gonna be like Kane should leave, and I'm like, motherfuckers. Yeah. Who asked can, you, but, bitch? Yeah. Who asked you? But also, that's the kind of like general consensus. Yes, to an extent, I do agree. Kane has the right to leave. I don't think he should. Obviously, I want him to stay. But I also can't blame him for leaving. Mm-hmm. And so so although there's a truth to it, I feel like there's a way of phrasing this. And what sucks about this video is you know that it was filmed quite some time back. It, it, it all feels very staged in terms of the rollout. Because this was filmed a while back. It was released... Recently, but that means that kind of narrative has been boiling on for a bit. Mm-hmm. Would I be happy if this was just a PR stunt and he stays one more season? I'll be really happy, but I also feel sad if he does stay and we still don't win anything. Cause then like, he's just like, we're, we just keep giving him these false promises that we can't, support him to, on his quest to win medals so mm-hmm. I don't want Harry to leave I will be very sad when he does but it's also I will wish him the best because he's done this club such an immense service I how much more does he have to give I don't think I think he's given it he's given his all honestly it's on yeah. the club to support him next
0: Totally, yeah. I, I don't know what more he can give. He's given us how many awesome seasons. And this last one he left with, he gave the club Golden Boot and the Playmaker Awards. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else. As much as I understand it and I support it, it's still really, really sad. And I think something that kind of symbolizes all of this is this video that Kate Kane shared on her Instagram stories of a 14-second-long hug. Um, between Harry's son and Delhi, And it was like, it was after the Leicester game, they kind of just stand on the pitch and like embrace each other for a really long time. It makes me feel like, oh, there must be truth to this. He could legit be leaving. And I think Deli and son is just everyone kind of just holding him tight before he goes.
1: That was really intense to watch. And it's it felt like a confirmation because obviously people who are close to him would probably know and they go a long way back. But yeah, we wish you well, Harry. You deserve the best, and we thank you for your service. Because honestly, Sir Harry Kane thought on him through and through, but he has to look out for himself. Let's be real. Yeah, for um, sure. He His name is not Daniel Levy. Well, okay. Yeah. If you um, love him, let him go. Let him go. We, we let you go reluctantly, but we're so happy for you, and thanks for all you've done. Uh, finally, just wrapping up this uh, section... We have some, obviously, at the end of a season, it's very last day of school vibes, and we have some posts here from some players that really just uh, embody this. So we have a tweet from Pierre-Emile Hoybe wherein it shows the team in the bus, and obviously this is after the Leicester game, so they're coming home from an away game, which they won. Can you imagine the sullen faces if they didn't win? And he says, season 2021 wrapped up with a good win. Thank you, and see you next season. Ready to fight. But honestly, the team looks so cute. Everybody just looks Yeah, happy. I love this photo. I want to be on the bus with them. Right? It just looks so happy. It has everyone, like, sunny. I, it, I think it's held by Mora. It seems like it's Maura's hand taking the photo, maybe. Oh. Um, it looks like it's a fish eye shot because they still look... He doesn't look like he's the biggest one. So whoever set this up, good job. Nice... Everyone's in their kit, in their like, training warm-up clothes, and everyone just looks good. So congrats, team, for making it to the end of the season in one piece somehow. Uh, Deli also posted <laughs> a end-of-the-season goodbye message for the season. He goes, it goes without saying, the season has been the most difficult in my career so far. There have been some incredibly low moments and tough challenges I've had to face, but I'm grateful to always have the opportunity to do what I love. This season has taught me I can't take anything for granted, and I'm more determined than ever to come back fitter and stronger. Thanks to the fans for the great support as always, and look forward to seeing you all back in the stadiums next season. Blue heart emoji. Delhi, what a comeback kid. We are just so happy to see him smiling and happy and back in our lives, and we can't wait to yes. see him next season.
0: For sure. I feel like Delhi gets so much flack about being like disengaged and immature but i feel like this single post kind of defies all of that it's a really mature message and it shows how much he
1: cares may the love of maria gordiola uh, inspire him Inspired. to do better next season <laughs> 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 and there goes the whistle we'll see you guys at halftime where we'll be joined by kumbaya master toby catch you in bit. Welcome to Halftime. We are, of course, joined by our football correspondent and all-around Kumbaya master, Toby. Hello. Toby, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty well.
1: We are now looking back on the season. We, I mean, the last two games, Aston Villa, loss, bad loss, so much loss that some people, when I say some people, some players didn't even go into the... Uh, feel, you know, the appreciation for the fans that were there. Mm? Mm.
0: Yeah, just sadness. No comments, just emotions. Just Just, sadness. Just feels, just vibes. I just Just felt bad that the players (laughs) didn't feel confident to come out for the lap of honor. I felt bad that the fans felt bad that they didn't get the lap of honor. I felt bad that event like 45 minutes later, finally the players came out and did that. So it's just, just sadness. That's all. Just sadness.
2: some of it felt, like, a bit overarched by... I don't know if there are rumors, I don't know if it's true, but, like, Spurs fans are paying the most of anybody in the Premier League for the privilege of being there. And that, reportedly, they didn't want fans sitting in the lower tiers because they wanted to keep the ads on the stadium seating. Yeah, not very journalistic of me just to report that, but... I don't But know.
0: no, we can report but no, we no, did see can. tweets about yeah, exactly. yeah. So, <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly.
2: And that counts as journalism these days. <laughs> Yeah. Always, no, that that's horrible. If that is the case, but so. on the flip side, I like I wasn't there. We actually had the opportunity to go. It's just a bit of an operational headache. But I was disappointed from the fans booing at halftime. Yeah, what is that about? I mean, you wait all pandemic long for to see these players, and then you go and boo. And I get that people are frustrated, but to me, it's it's just a bit soft from the fans because we expect so much of our players. I think they can expect a little more from us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get that people... Yeah. For sure. I mean, and we've got to treat the players like they're human, too. They've had their ups and downs. They've also survived a global pandemic. So I think the the fans need to be a a little bit more supportive.
1: Yikes. From yikes, though, to... Not yikes. (laughs) We did (laughs) end the season on a high, and by a high I mean we're seventh on the table, and that is accredited to our win against Leicester away. That was a fucking comeback. Honestly, I was scared to stay up. I stayed up and I'm glad I did. Uh I, I did sleep eventually, but uh I'm glad I woke up to good news. So Yeah. Oh my God! Guys. What is this feeling of having come from behind the win? What What is this? What are these new emotions? I, I didn't. I didn't know we could do that. We could do that. So if we could do that in the end, why couldn't we do it from the start? Obviously, mm-hmm. no point questioning it now. Just happy and hopefully everyone learned something from it. But yeah, congrats, guys! We made it to it, seven. It was
2: <laughs> a great game. I thought. Yeah, we looked competitive. We looked competent. At times, we even looked confident. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really, really good way to finish the year, I think. Apart from some re- like pretty shoddy refereeing, as usual. I mean, a couple dives from Jamie Vardy, which you can't hate on him for. He's trying to get his team into the Champions League. He's going to do whatever is necessary. That's what a good striker does. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hate when Harry Kane does it. I, I'm not going to blame Jamie Vardy when he does it. I mean, the referee just fell right into the trap. But other than those I thought our defense played really well
1: well I guess hopefully that gives the players some confidence coming into the summer break but before we move on the summer I guess let's take a look back at the entire season there was a article in the athletic that covered basically just like I guess some stats on our performance and I don't think any of us are experts on XG expected goals here.
0: Yeah, so okay. So there are two things in this article. And we have the link to this article in the episode description. It kind of shows like cool stats from from different teams in the season. And two were really, really cool. At least, yeah, to us. One is that Bale has the best minutes per goal stat in the entire Premier League. So he's had more... Than one non penalty goal per ninety minutes, which is wild, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? I think you you have to acknowledge he's played really few minutes also, and that kind of helps helps that stat along. If you rewind to the past podcasts like, like earlier in the season when he first joined, I think there's a bit of skepticism from from us about whether or not he was gonna like do anything significant. But this feels significant and I think he's brought even more significantly, brought a lot of good vibes to the fans in a season that really needed it.
2: Yeah, and I think the unpredicted benefit is the leadership he was able to show when Jose finally left, I think. He was able to fill a kind of vacuum. He had a really good post-match interview. His hat-trick, I think, was right after Jose yeah. left, wasn't it? So, I mean, mm-hmm. that kind of painted over the cracks a little bit, and he was kind of able to remind us of as a club who we who we are, so... Um, yeah, that was a really unexpected benefit. And yeah, I, I take my hat off. He's done really well. Probably should have played more uh, under Jose. So maybe that's another mistake that Jose mm-hmm. made.
0: And and more hats to take off. Uh, the other thing that I really like that super stood out to me in this Athletic article is that Sonny apparently is the Premier League's most overperforming goal scorer. We know he delivers, but apparently... No one was expecting it. And <laughs> this is where the XG expected goals thing comes out. Yeah, I don't understand that. I can't explain it. But too long, didn't read. It's basically saying that Sonny wasn't expected to score as much given the opportunities he had, but he just overdelivered. He had a haul of 16 non-penalty goals from 8.9 XG. It's nearly double the rate that you would expect given the quality of chances he found himself Hmm. he makes lemonade out of lemons
2: I don't know if it factors in like things like touches in the box because you'll on individual touches in the game you'd have expected goal ratings like because so so many of his goals are so spectacular like the kind of 30 yard shot against Arsenal I mean that would be a very low xg I Mm -hmm. would imagine because Mm. it's so far out it's not a great chance, but he, he crushes it. So I guess that probably lends itself to, to his massive overperformance.
0: Yeah. And I think we've had plenty of amazing goals against Arsenal mm-hmm. this season.
1: <laughs> which I think is... We, we definitely yeah. did. The, the next thing we wanted to look back on this season is... I mean, last season, we kind of won the Pushkesh Award for just, like, best goal in the fucking world. And this season, match of the day... Awards, goal of the season for the Premier League 2, Lamelli's Rabona against Arsenal. Yeah. Doesn't it feel so good? Yes, the season may have turned to shit, but we did still stay above Arsenal on the table. <laughs> we have that. And we got the Rabona. That was a crazy goal. Whenever Coco comes out to the field, you're just like, I want some red cards and I want some fighting. Yes. But also... <laughs>
2: entertainment.
1: Entertainment. He is such... For all the flack he gets he is fucking entertaining and this Rabona is the only way he can somehow score and I'll take it because it was mesmerizing and who knows to that supposedly Alan Shearer uh, and Ian Wright who apparently is an Arsenal legend I, a question mark I wouldn't know but I think acid knows more um, so it feels no, yeah
0: totally they just they, they seem to unanimously award it to the lamella they were like you know there's no argument here that's it
1: and you know what we agree it's just so much sweeter but yeah i mean clearly we are just hauling sure we're number seven but we're just racking up the awards acid
0: yeah all of the non-main prizes maybe we we missed out on top four and we missed out on the (laughs) on first place but we're picking up everything else including sir harry kane's haul of both the Golden Boot and the Playmaker Award, and this is wild. So I don't think it usually goes to the same person. And according to this tweet from Opta Joe, no player has won both in the same season since 1993-94. So, oh my god, if you have not, if you are not yet convinced, this man is obviously go Delia. Cheers, yeah, totally. Oh my god, cheers. Delia agrees also. Um, it's a now expired Instagram story, but. Uh, on delhi's ig that day he shared a super cute photo of the two of them in the dressing room um, saying anyone says he's not the best striker in the world i don't want to hear it
1: we don't fucking want to hear it any haters. <laughs> but what we do want to hear is who the fuck is our new manager guys We've had some crazy shakeups. We were kind of putting off recording this podcast as a look back on the season because we were hoping to drop some news on who we finally chose. And with our luck, once we finish recording this, they're going to fucking announce the next manager. So expect a bonus pod at some point. Emergency pod, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, we're going to go through all the rumors and all the hopefuls and just see... Because we've got some, I don't know, the three kings, uh, or at least the, three, the last three standing in America's Next Up model, or rather uh, Tottenham's next coach, next manager. We'll start off with Conte? Is this, is this Antonio? Antonio? Is that his first name? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Who, who is Antonio Conte, Toby? I don't know who he is. So...
2: The, the little bit I know about him, he had a very successful season at Chelsea. He came in and won something with him. I don't notice too much when they win stuff, but um, <laughs> I gather he was pretty successful. Unlike the other Chelsea runoff that we hired, he doesn't park the bus. He's known for quite an uh, attacking style of football. So that, that would be positive, and maybe we should have got him the first time around. But yeah, he was let go um, by the board or fi- or quit from Chelsea when he wasn't kind of getting the control that he wanted. But I don't know, like maybe he'd be a good fit. I don't. Know. I think he's one with Juventus or Inter Milan or something. I'm so knowledgeable about Conte, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't feel like the right fit. I don't yeah. really want another Chelsea manager.
0: Same, same. I get like serious uh, villain vibes from any former Chelsea manager, and this guy is no different that's what he looks
1: like a disney villain he kind of has like i don't know if you guys remember hunchback of notre dame there was the the evil priest no not (laughs) cosimo oh okay okay. the
2: evil priest
1: (laughs) the villain frollo okay frollo doesn't he have that like gaunt like frollo vibe so that's what i got when i when i googled it for sure
0: for sure yeah yeah he doesn't look endearing that's what i yeah Yeah, not getting good vibes.
2: The most important thing I think is how the players feel about him. (laughs)
0: God knows. (laughs) No, yeah. not at all. The most I, important yeah, is thing is how he looks, how and the which Disney feel.
2: which Disney character he resembles. <laughs> but yeah,
0: like. But I guess there are other candidates, other names in the rumor mill that do give some friendly or more approachable vibes.
1: Yeah, no, I mean we we've got also we've been linked. Oh my God, we've been linked to everybody. It feels like a celeb paparazzi thing, or it's like a PR stunt yeah. at some point. But the Ajax coach Ten Hag, again wow, who are these people? I'm so unknowledgeable about football. It doesn't seem like a lot of true interest, though. It feels like these are just like names being pulled out of ahead of managers are leaving or haven't signed yet. But it seems he's also just re-signed his contract, so I don't know if that's still happening. But Ajax is good. We like Ajax, although we did beat them. Was he the coach when we beat them? at um, The Miracle so, of Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, so that would be an interesting um, point of view for him. But... Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look like a Disney villain, so... <laughs> He's
2: got that going for him.
1: Honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So there, I mean, if we go from Disney villain to neutral, I guess we go to our Prince Charming next?
0: Yeah, oh my god. So, in the past few days, Spur's Twitter has exploded with the rumors about Poch coming home. Now, okay... First thing, first things first, I don't think we'd say no. I don't think, is, is anyone here, like, super against this? Super, like, 100% against this? And I say 100% because I guess they're shades, right? I can't help but think that while I would not say no if he wanted to come back, not like it's up to me, I feel like, is this the right decision for him, for his career at this point in his career? Is it Does it make sense to go back? I don't know. I feel like he's just starting to get in the zone with PSG. He has like another year on his contract there. From his career POV, I feel like he needs to stay there (laughs) and not come back.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. I think he should, you know, keep exploring new territory and keep going with PSG. I think he's gonna win win league you know, win the league there and win titles there. So for his sake I think he should stay.
0: Yeah. And I think he all he already has, right? He won he won two things recently. Yeah, I just feel like if he comes back and we I will welcome we will welcome him with open arms. I think there are two things on our demands list, number one that uh levy grovel for forgiveness publicly, please <laughs> ask for forgiveness from Poch and the fans, and the second thing is he needs to give Poch the ultimate power over football matters, yeah, whatever it was that Poch demanded before he left and wasn't given needs to be given plus plus yeah.
2: absolutely. I think there's a couple cheeky other names. I mean, I think we could go with some fresh faces, people who have yet to truly prove themselves on, on the biggest stages, but show obvious potential. I think Nuno Espirito Santos is if that, if I'm getting his full name correctly, would be a great choice. I mean, what he's achieved at Wolverhampton is undeniable. I mean, for the last few years, they have played some really attractive football. If we could bring him in, if he could bring some of his favorite players with him, you know, we'd love to have uh, Neto or Traore, would be amazing to have like some of these guys and, you know, build that real team attacking spirit. I think that would be fun to watch. Hassenhütte, I thought, has has had a really good few seasons as well. So I think taking a bit of a chance on somebody who's got the best years ahead of them might be really exciting mm-hmm. as well
0: as of one twenty p.m bst we still don't know anything for sure but there are some promising crumbs on twitter we'll just cover really really quickly um if you check out the links in our episode description you'll see some really fine um investigative reporting done by fans um so Poch posted a selfie of him outdoors, and some fans noticed that some bushes behind him were eerily similar, undeniably similar to some bushes <laughs> at the Spurs training ground. I
2: think it was the blue sky that sealed it too. It's almost that's, that's certainly true. the same patch it's of sky the same, for
1: sure, for sure. The same sky and the, the the lighting, the 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 shadow of the on the leaves. It seems very similar. So thank you so much to Talking THFC for you know, sharing this amazing piece of investigative journalism, we are going to keep you guys posted and possibly another emergency pod when we do find out who our next manager will be. Thank you, Toby, for sharing your expertise all throughout the season. And we look forward to our predictions for the next season and probably an episode over the summer. Thanks, Toby. Thank you. We'll see you guys later after the break.
0: Are back. Welcome to the second half of the show. This half is going to be dedicated to two exciting segments. The first one is New Season New Kit, where we're going to be talking about, of course, the new kit and all of the awesome promotional content that they've that Spurs Official has created around it. And after that, we're gonna to get to what is usually BB of the week, Spurs BB of the week. Um, but because this is the final episode of the season, it's going to be Baby of the season. Cool, so let's get into it. Okay, we're gonna be going through a bunch of links here, and if you wanna see what we're talking about, check out the episode description um, and you can follow along there. The first one you're gonna see is a video on Instagram launching the new kit. So it's like a kind of a like music video esque, behind the scenes video of the shoot, the launch the new kit and it's oh my god it's it's such a joy to watch this video from like the editing to the music it's just so good vibes it's like honestly watching it you feel like you feel like you're being cleansed (laughs) from the bad feelings of the previous season
1: this is a very specific reference i don't think anybody will uh maybe a very few people will be able to um understand this but back in the day in the philippines Every Saturday afternoon, there would be these teen dramas, these youth-oriented shows, and they had opening billboards or start-of-the-show credits that felt very like, oh my god, look at all of us young, cool kids. And this really reminded me of TGIS, wherein they did the Walking <laughs> on Sunshine um, intro, <gasps> where yes. it's just very simple, white background, and just like pretty people hanging out. And this is what it yeah, felt like. Yeah, happy and like wholesome. Just, exactly, very wholesome. And this is what it kind of reminded me of. I don't know about you, Asa, but that's, that's my very obscure reference to what this video reminded me of.
0: <laughs> no, I get it. I super see what you mean, and now I won't be able to unsee that, but it's a great thing because t j i s was an awesome show, and I'm totally getting those vibes from this, so it's kind of like it's what it's it's a few minutes, it's sunny, it's tangangs, it's harry our some of our favorite players modelling the new kit, and you can see them in a studio they're being directed, they're posing in different ways, they're smiling they're yeah, and it's just it's so much fun. Um, you see Sonny being happy and stylish and on-brand, and he looks so at ease in front of the camera. He takes direction so well, which is not news. We know this about him. Um, he has so much experience. Um, after Sonny, we see a few cuts of like Jaffet being his earnest, wholesome self. And you can kind of see that maybe he's not yet as comfy in front of the camera as Son is, but you, you see that he's trying, right? You get You get the feeling that he wants to level up. And finally, speaking level up, uh, we see Harry, and it's oh my god! After the like, like frenetic, so many poses and so many expressions that that, that Sunny does, we see Harry just kind of bringing his presence. It's um, he's just standing there with his arms at his sides, and he's just—it's just, just world
1: class, elite athlete, excellence vibes. <laughs> Harry doesn't have... I mean, not saying that Sonny has to do anything. Obviously, Sonny is also a legend. But Harry is just Harry. And obviously, this is part of why we'll miss him so much. It's just like when you see him, it's thought on him. Like, he is spurs through and through. And uh, he looks so good in the kit. And I, I'm kind of wondering, though, Acid, where is Hoi behind the scenes?
0: I know, right? Okay, so when they first released the kit, they, they released this, like, month montage collage collage of the players modeling it and then one of them is hoibs so i was hoping to see a lot of him in this video but we don't see anything which is so like to me disappointing i, I would i would pay for this content i seriously would is this on patreon is this on <laughs> fans where is it because
1: because we have customers here ready to go we, we want to see it Hoibei. release release the video um, instead, we do get stills from him. And Hoi It's is just so awesome. Like, I really think he embodies the club's, like, ethos and values, really working hard, just a bit of edge, but still somehow looking goddamn wholesome. Like, you know how he and Toby have full sleeves of tattoos and yet looks so fucking good boy? I don't understand it. It's like, how is this... How, we I know people can contain multitudes and and they clearly defy stereotypes and I love it so much. Um, I love it. He looks so cute. Just you know, very still smiling, looking away, having the ginger beard and the brown hair and just looking so handsome. He looks yeah. good. I love. I love. He we does. All know he does. I love him. More people we love to see. We see obviously Captain Hugo model the. Uh, Keeper's kit, and it's a nice shade of green, a bit Stabilo still, but less so than before. Hugo just can wear anything. Like, obviously, he looks so good in, like, a suit and his Hugo boss. But even in, like, joggers and, like, an oversized kit, he just looks so fucking wholesome. It's crazy. Like, the older brother. I'm the older brother in the group. And just giving us all those vibes. Well-trimmed, well-groomed beard.
2: Mm-hmm. Just enough
1: crinkle in the eyes. Like, I love that he has those, like, the, the crow's, feet. crow's I think, feet. I love yeah. the crow. he, crow's feet. His crow's feet look so, it makes him so much more handsome for me. And, and I love it. Like, it's really, like, the crinkle when he smiles. And, ugh, we love you, Captain Hugo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he has, like, a, a gravitas that you don't expect from someone wearing a highlighter green <laughs> shirt. He's It's super obvious and super strong when he's in the Hugo Boss type stuff. But, like, it's still there. He's wearing, like, a really garish color, and it's still gravitas fest. Um, yeah. So, and that's that's not all. Check out the other links um, in this section. We also have some photos of the Spurs ladies looking super on point. Um, and I think two standout models in this kit are Soyun Cho, whose photo this portrait is so nice i really really like it she's projecting this happy wholesome cuteness and i'm i'm personally really digging her new hair because i think when we signed her and she joined she had this like almost neon fuchsia kind of hair which was awesome and badass but i'm also really liking this natural like shades of brown
1: come on your netflix next door type of hair. give us the sunny sohyun like show love theme, tv show we have been asking for this is the day in the life of these celebs that we want come on make this love theme happen yeah make it happen fictionalize
0: it it. cast some other peeps if you want but make it happen this storyline is just waiting to be exploited begging (laughs) again we would pay just tell us where (laughs) we'll pay i want to see this content Um, Another call-out is Shalina Zadorsky and also great, like, different energy here, but also a really great, powerful-looking portrait in the new Spurs kit. She's rocking the Ariana Pony, which is her usual hair, but, like, just, like, dressed up for modeling because she doesn't have the the thin headband, which I'm convinced is, like, the official elite female footballer hairstyle. It's the thin headband and the ponytail that somehow never looks frazzled.
1: Oh, I, I would just pay to tell, tell me tell me how to do this uh, high pony. I don't have enough hair to do it, but my ponytails are tiny and yet they fall off and these people are running on a field. So I'm willing to pay for this kind of insider information. Again, just tell us where. <laughs> Speaking of things we are willing to pay for, or are we willing to pay for, what are your thoughts on the kit, acid? Oh,
0: you know what? I love it. I'm I'm like the lowest hanging fruit for things like this, but I I really really love this. I think for for many seasons now, um, we've come out with kit that I sometimes feel is maybe ten percent over designed, and I I re- I remember like saying before, why don't we just you know bring it back to basics, <laughs> pull it back, let's let's do like a minimalist approach, which I think is exactly this. I feel like it's clean, it's on brand, very clearly just white. Um it's classic but modern, so I would I would buy this. I would also seriously consider getting the Hugo one because I've been wanting you want to keep below green yeah. kit. Yeah, uh, what about you? What are your thoughts? Are no, you I, I, I really that?
1: like it. I think the sixteen seventeen home kit is the one I have. And it's falling apart, like the, the, the AIA logo literally fell off. So so excited to see this one. But I also want to see the Away kit, just because. And maybe the, I, I'm the third kit. Like, I got this season, I have the third kit in yellow. Thanks, Acid, for that. Uh, for telling my father to buy that. But Thanks, yeah, no, this this is super nice. And looking forward to the rest of the kits. However, we will now, of course, have to wrap up the episode with our favorite segment of the episode, we bring you the final BB of the season for season 2021 of Stalking Spurs. (sighs) As you guys know, I and Acid, but mostly me, stalk the children of current Spurs players, former Spurs players, sometimes the Spurs players as babies, uh, and just see our favorite babies of the week. And given that we've been doing this for 20 episodes now this season, we decided to give you guys our favorites for this season. Our first award is the Best Newcomer. Obviously, these players just keep reproducing, and we love it. Give us all the baby content. <laughs> so the winners of Best Newcomer come as a pair. We have our winner for the female category, Baby, Nasha Aurier, and... Just saying, Neisha has accepted our invite. We are now inside the locked account of <laughs> yes. Neisha Aurier. Um, Which is our biggest personal victory for this podcast this season. She accepted <laughs> our request. We are in, kids. We are in. I don't care if Aurier leaves. Baby Neha is here to stay. Um, the photo shows her in a very cute red gingham um, dress, smock dress. And she is, her hair is wonderful and voluminous. She's wearing the cutest red thick-framed eyeglasses and she is sipping on her sippy cup with one hand and just living life. The caption is, just sipping on my green tea emoji, frog emoji? Not sure what that means, but this child can do no wrong. We love you, baby Nene, and we're so excited to now witness you grow up. Our second winner of uh, Best Newcomer for the season would be Baby Salvador Sanchez, thank you to Daniela Reynad for posting and never stopping with the content. She posts a photo of Baby Salvador looking so adorable. He's wearing, of course, a branded Tommy Hilfiger baby onesie um, and I think some shorts. And you can see the folds on his thighs. (laughs) And he's strapped into his, like, I'm guessing it's like a bugaboo or some expensive stroller prom. But what is of note here is that you cannot see a neck. There is no neck. It is a head attached to a body. And he is so cute. The caption is, gordito mio. I think it's like my little chubby one or something like that. But, oh my goodness. Congratulations for bringing newcomer of the season. And we look forward to more photos next season.
0: For sure. Congrats on your awards, Best Newcomers. Nobody's contesting this. (laughs) Clear winners. Moving on to the next category. So this category is Best Once a Spurs Baby, Always a Spurs Baby. So this is like a pretty broad field of babies of Spurs, former Spurs players who have moved on but still have very cute babies. Um, And also, I think, a unanimous 2 out of 2 votes said... (laughs) Charlie Morgan. So check out this Instagram post from um, Alex Morgan's Instagram. It's, I'm guessing this is training that the, that the US team did um, somehow in France. Um, and it was take your daughter to work day, apparently. And Charlie Morgan accompanies her world-famous mom, um, flashing her world-famous smile. This This baby's face. I feel like we've talked so much about how charming and how full of character her smile is but even her normal resting baby face is also extremely cute so congratulations charlie morgan you are the winner of best once a spurs baby always a spurs baby welcome to the
1: hall of fame hall of fame (laughs) spurs (laughs) baby hall of fame but really we can only award one baby of the season and you guys probably know who it is, but we'd like to congratulate. Never fails, always brings the attitude, always brings the charm. BB of the season for season 2021 goes to none other than Malia Lilisa Soko. Thank you so much to Mary De Bay for just providing the content we love. And this week, we are so lucky and blessed to have a multi-photo post. Not one photo, not two photos. We get six photos in this carousel of Mary Lou and Lily posing for the camera, captioned, Insta versus reality. And it's like a progression because you see as the photos move forward from a well-behaved Lily, we get the real Lily, and the end (laughs) of the caption says, My bestie calls me mommy, and it's just so cute. Lily is clearly getting out of hand by the end of it. She is now reaching for the camera and is just over it. And you know she brings the attitude, you know she says what she wants to be there, and you can see it. And Mary Lou is just so amazing for sharing all of these lovely Lily photos with us. So congratulations to Lily, congratulations to mom and dad for just giving us the best content. Baby of the season. And can
0: we take a moment to just be, to appreciate
1: this caption and how sweet it is? That's so sweet. I can't take it. It really is. It's Insta versus reality. You're going to see Lily. We're both going to have fun. We're going to have a good life. And she says, yes, mom. And that's from Google Translate. I do not speak French.
0: <laughs> and yeah. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I meant the one in
1: English where she says, okay. my bestie season calls me mommy. Okay. Okay. Which is sweet. It's very sweet. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, my God. Congratulations. 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 And there goes the whistle. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this season. What? Another season yeah. down? Uh, we'll we'll definitely be back over the break just to talk about transfer window and our new manager, hopefully. Thanks so much for your support this season. Thanks, Acid. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're not following us on our socials, we're at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions over the summer, and we'll try to do a mailbag episode even if we have enough. Yes. Um, And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See you in season 21-22. What? What? (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you. See you next. Thanks. Time. Come on, you Spurs.